We are super excited because today's episode is sponsored by BarkBox. As most of you guys know, my dog Mackie loves his chew toys, but they do not last very long in our house. And that's why we love our subscription service, BarkBox. BarkBox is a monthly subscription box that offers an array of theme boxes for your pup. Inside your box, you'll find toys, treats, and unleashed joy, thoughtfully designed to satisfy every dog's unique playstyle. BarkBox has several boxes to choose from, depending on your dog's needs, such as the Super Chewer box, which was designed to challenge and engage your pup for longer-lasting play. And that's what we need for Mackie. <laughs> right now, you can get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is up to a $35 value, by using our link www.barkbox.com inhumanpod. So treat your dog to what they love with BarkBox www.barkbox.com slash inhuman pod for a extra free month of BarkBox. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. I like click the I was trying to click out of the screen, the recording oh. screen, and I click the video off button. Uh do we have any I mean, I know we have some like yeah. sad updates, I guess we could we could talk about if you want. Yeah, to. I was thinking we should just share a couple of things. First of all, um Brendan Santos body was found in the Red Cedar River. If you haven't followed his story, he went missing on, I think it was like the day before Halloween or Halloween right around there um, from Michigan State University. And he was visiting friends and he basically disappeared. They've been searching the river that was near where he was last seen. They've been searching it for months, but haven't found anything. And yesterday, which was Friday the 21st, they announced that they had found his body. And I don't believe they suspect foul play or anything at this time. And, um, you know, it's it's good that his family can have closure and lay him to rest, but it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, the circumstances are not ideal at all for yeah. them. Like, our thoughts go out to their family, to his family, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, I think, were trying to hold out hope, um, but his family has like in the post that they've shared um, since since it, the news was announced, you know, they've said that they're just thankful for closure. So I am thankful that they have that closure and I hope that they can heal. Yeah. And then on another, I don't know, I guess sad note, um, I think a lot of us expected this, but Gabby Petito's case has officially been closed by the FBI. Um, she, so... They were, they, the FBI was still investigating it, and after Brian Laundrie's remains were found, they also found a notebook with him, and they were still investigating. Um, earlier, like last week, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, Gabby's family met with the FBI in Tampa, and then on Friday the 21st, the FBI put out a statement that the case has officially been closed and that they have determined that Brian Laundrie is the only person that had any involvement in her death 
I do want to share one quote that the FBI said, and let me pull it up, but it just makes me so, like, my blood was boiling when I read this. Yeah. So they said, after Ms. Petito's death, there were several text messages identified between Mr. Laundry's telephone and Ms. Petito's telephone. The timing and content of these messages are indicative of Mr. Laundry attempting to deceive law enforcement by giving the impression that Ms. Petito was still alive. Mm-hmm. Which just, I just want to like, oh, that it makes me so angry because that's... But he was thinking that he was going to get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. No and remorse. Like, even if it wasn't premeditated. No yeah, no remorse. remorse. He was trying to get away with it. And then they also said that in the notebook... He confessed, basically, to killing Gabby. They have not, and I don't believe they will release exactly what the notebook said, which honestly, I mean, I'd love to see what it said, but also for the sake of her family, yeah. you know, they might have told her family, but it there's no need for that really to be out there. Right. Unless there was something in there that potentially indicated that his parents knew then I don't think it's important to know what's in there. And if there was something in there that his parents knew, the FBI will take care of that. Like, the public isn't going to find anything the FBI didn't find. So, I mean, as much as it sucks and I wish that we could know what was in the notebook, I think that it's better for this just to be closed. And, you know, it really fucking sucks that his parents don't have to pay because I am a firm believer that they knew something. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think they were covering for their son and, you know, as much as a, as a parent, you want to do that for your child, that is not the right way to handle that situation at all. No, no, they could have had him get the help that he needed. Turn yourself in like, yeah, Mm. yeah, there's, yeah, I I don't, we won't get into it (laughs) any more than that because I'm just going to get angry, but yeah, you know, it's it's incredibly heartbreaking, but I am glad that it's closed for the family's sake so they can begin to heal. Yeah, I agree. And they, you know, they are doing so much work in honor of Gabby. The Gabby Petito Foundation is doing amazing things, and I know that she's touched so, so many lives, and her legacy definitely will continue to live on. Absolutely. So, now that we've rambled for five minutes... <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so first of all, I have had this case kind of as like a back burner case, for lack of better terminology, because um, I find this case fascinating. And it, like, I just remember like when it all went down and just all the, the rumors that flew around and just the, the tragedy of it all. Um, but then we got a, requ- a request um, from a listener named Dominica. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, who wrote in. Was this the one that came through on the voice request on Anchor? I didn't listen to that, but. I think it was. Oh, they left a. I think they left a voice message They also left a, um, a DM on our Instagram. So they really wanted us to cover this. (laughs) All right. Well, here you go. I am doing the dang thing for you. And I am going to be covering the very tragic death of Brittany Murphy. So if you guys don't know, Brittany Murphy is an actress. Um, She's been in quite a few movies, some really good ones, some, you know, um, dark 
deep dark ones some like light fun flirty movies that kind of stuff yeah she's a good actress yeah she's a very good actress yeah and when she passed it was it was pretty pretty tragic yeah so i i'm kind of embarrassed to admit this but i don't really know a ton about her death um, yeah i like, i am not up to date on like cult pop culture stuff like people <laughs> tell me the name of an actor and i'm like who and then i see a picture and i'm like oh i've seen oh, them yeah, I know them. Yeah. so i'm like really bad at that type of stuff so i honestly know very little about this but i know that it's like been a big deal and i've seen this request come in a lot through like tiktok and stuff like that yeah so i'm so excited that you're covering this because i know you're gonna just go all in <laughs> well during this time frame like the britney murphy like when she was really like popular I was heavily into the pop culture scene and, like, knew every little thing about every little, you know, reading all the gossip magazines and all that stuff, so. I love it. (laughs) Now, not so much. Like, I feel like I've kind of grown out of that. Like, I don't know a lot of the popular artists and, like, actresses these days, but um, it has always been an interest of mine, so I wanted to just deep, kind of deep dive into this case and, um... I mean, most of it I pretty much already knew, Um, so there wasn't anything that was, like, really shocking that came out um, in my research, but if you don't know, I'm going to share with you today all of it. (laughs) All right. I'm so, I'm so pumped. Okay, so Brittany Ann Bertolotti, I believe that's how you say that, um, was born on November 10th, 1977 in Atlanta, Georgia. Her parents, Sharon Kathleen Murphy and Angelo Joseph Bertolotti, divorced when Brittany was only two years old. Um, and I guess at some point she changed her name, her last name to Murphy. I'm assuming probably because of Hollywood showbiz is just an yeah. easier name, you know? Right. Rolls off, the t- rolls off the tongue better, I guess. Yeah. Um, and her father was obviously Italian of Italian heritage. Right. Um, So, Brittany was then raised by her mother in Edison, New Jersey. It was during this time that Brittany became really interested in acting and performing. And to encourage her talents, um, her mother, Sharon, enrolled her in the Vern Fowler School of Dance and Theater in Colonia, New Jersey, when she was five years old. Okay. So, you know, young, ready to perform, really excited, all of the things. Yeah. So, Brittany took dance and voice lessons there until she was in her early teens. Um, Her mother began to, or Brittany began to push her mother to help her get headshots. She wanted her to, like, hire a, you know, talent manager for her. And then they began to drive to Manhattan for auditions since they were down in New Jersey. Okay. Um, When Brittany was 12, her mother finally relented and she began landing jobs for television commercials she then went on to make a brief appearance um, on two sitcoms, which this is like a throwback, but Murphy Brown and Boy Meets World. So those were like early 90s. Well, Boy Meets World was around for a while. I think Murphy Brown was too, actually, but definitely early yeah, 90s. Yeah. Um, Before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the um, Girl Meets World. Um, well, no, that's probably way after you too, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I was, like, between the two. The two. Yeah, I grew up watching Boy Meets World. I used to love that show. Murphy Brown, not so much, but definitely Boy Meets World. I watched, like, Boy Meets World, but it was, like, way after, after. it was on. Yeah. <laughs> when it was on, like, Nick at Night or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
1991, Brittany and her mother finally moved to Los Angeles so Brittany could pursue her career Woo-hoo. in acting. <laughs> um, Brittany got her first big break in TV that same year when she starred as Brenda Drexel on the sitcom Drexel's Class. Never seen it in my life. Have no idea. Uh, yep. Never even Me heard either. of it, surprisingly. I don't know. I haven't either. I'm like, well, yeah, 91. I mean, that was a long time ago. I wasn't um, alive, so. <laughs> and she had a reoccurring role. She was like one of the main characters. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So when she wasn't working on set, she spent her time studying at John Burroughs High School in Burbank, California. And can I just say... Los Angeles is not all that uh, everybody makes it out to be. I feel like everybody's like, oh, L.A. I mean, if you're an actress, like, obviously, this is where you want to come. But I feel like so many people are like, L.A. is the most amazing place. And it's like, no, it, it it's really not. I mean, no offense, but it's definitely not my favorite place in California. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, where I live outside of L.A., love it. Yeah. But Los Angeles, Burbank, do not love it. I think it's something that, like, everyone should see, especially, like, the the Star Walk and, like, the Chinese theater yeah. and, you know, things like that. But, yeah, it's just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait until you come out here to visit so I can take you to my hometown where I grew up. It's not where I live now, but, like, where I grew up because it's beautiful and it's wonderful. Take and me it's to all the, LA. like, hidden treasures. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, Brittany's breakthrough role um, would eventually come just a few years later in 1995 when she starred as Ty in the movie Clueless. Now, we all know that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've seen that movie like a thousand times probably. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, this role basically catapulted Brittany into stardom. She went on to star in so many famous roles that we all know and love, such as Girl Interrupted. Eight Mile, Sin City, Uptown Girls, Just Married, and Little Black Book. Just to name a few. She's been in a lot more movies than that. Oh, yeah. However, unbeknownst to many fans, Brittany also had a music career. So this was kind of a little bit of a surprise. I think I had heard this, like, Wow, I didn't point, know that. But she okay. had, like, a pretty, pretty big music career. Wow. So she was in a band called Blessed Soul. With a fellow actor, um, Eric Balfour. I have no idea who he is, sorry. Um, In the early 1990s. And then in 2006, she dropped a track called Faster Kill Pussycat. (laughs) Okay. Um, And when the track Mm -hmm. dropped, a lot of people thought that this was Britney's like music debut. But in fact, she had been making like secret guest appearances as a backup singer on hip hop and R&B records for years. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a surprise. I guess, I guess I should take back my comment from earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Britney said, quote, my singing voice isn't like my speaking voice. I've always just kept it a secret and never taken credit because I wanted to learn how to work behind the microphone in a recording studio. And some of the singers don't even know it was me recording on their albums. <laughs> wow. I yeah. I have, like, so much respect for that because I feel like so many stars are, like, so... Me, me, me. Like, egocentric. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, would want to be like, oh, that was me. I did that. I Especially did that. if it was, like, something that was successful or working with, like, a big artist. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Good for her. Yeah, I know. I, was, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. But oddly enough... 
Um, the greatest musical performance Brittany left behind was probably her role as Gloria, a penguin character in the 2006 blockbuster animated film Happy Feet. Oh, okay. So in the movie, um, Brittany covered Queen's Somebody to Love and Earth, Wind, Fire, Earth, Wind, and Fire song Boogie Wonderland. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I knew she had a good voice. Like, I knew, like, I've, I think I've heard her sing in a couple of, like, the movies she's been in. Yeah. But I didn't know that she played that role. Yeah, that's awesome. I think Manny's trying to break in. <laughs> I got the door locked, though. <laughs> to his own bedroom. Poor guy. Okay. So, as for Brittany's love life, she had, of course, been linked to, you know, a few actors and talent people out there um such as ashton kutcher which was her just married co-star jeff quantinez i have no idea um he was a talent manager and then she was also engaged to joe macaluso a production assistant she met while working on the film little black book oh okay but they unfortunately or maybe fortunately ended their engagement just a year later and she went on to marry British screenwriter Simon Monjack. The two of them um, got married in a private, Jew- private Jewish ceremony, say that five times fast, <laughs> in Los Angeles. Their marriage actually came as a surprise to many because the two had only dated for four months and they hadn't made any public appearances together before they got married. That, like, makes me think it's either really good or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's either, like, they they were together and they really loved each other and they were happy, like, not making any public appearances or there was something else going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know a lot of celebrities, they keep their love lives private and they don't, like, yeah. necessarily, you know, want the mainstream media to, like, know what's going on because it can ruin a lot of relationships. Right. Um, but we'll get into um more details on their relationship and if you want you can just google his name and and see what he looks like um because i personally was very very um jarred he just doesn't seem like the type that she would have gone after i mean i don't know her type um but he was like older and he was like you know just kind of yeah not the most attractive human being and he wasn't like a good guy either so it's like okay you know because like you can have like the good guy thing and not be like super like movie star hot or whatever yeah but he he wasn't so we'll get into that right now friends and family were a little concerned about the relationship because not much was known about simon and there was lots of talk about britney's thin frame So, of course, rumors began to fly that the actress either had an eating disorder or was using drugs, which she was tiny. She was like five foot, five foot two or something. So, right. I feel like, you know, when you're thin and small, like, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know. Okay. But people just assume things. They assume the worst. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. But, it's okay. Like, you can be thin and small without having an issue. Yeah. Because I think when she first came on the scene, she was, you know, in, in Clueless, she was like 
a little heavier and yeah you know a little more like normal size i guess if you want to say that um yeah so when she began to like lose weight people were concerned i mean i definitely think it's like good to have concern but you also have to like respect people's privacy and boundaries and like you know it's a balance don't don't make up rumors like ask questions to the person you know exactly yeah um but with all that being said she also was like um popular you know in showbiz when like what the late 90s early 2000s when everyone was expected to be you know blonde and a size zero and like half naked all the time and just it was a totally different time then than it is now like it's a lot more acceptable to just like be who you are and she was uh, reportedly she was told by hollywood executives that she was quote not fuckable and this evidently weighed heavily on britney and her um self-esteem which I could understand that. I'm like, why would you say that? I have no words. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, why would that even be a descriptor ever? Why? Yeah. Like, you're a professional person or group of people, and you're going to say that to a young woman? That's so messed up. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? I think you're not fuckable because you're such an asshole. Yeah, it was probably some fat-ass, like, greasy old... You know. Yeah, probably somebody that was mad that she wouldn't sleep with him. Exactly. But I could totally see how that would get to you and how that would, like... Yeah. Get, like... Get to anyone. I mean, especially in that environment. Yeah, and especially if you're, like... If they're, like, execs and you're, like, trying to make your career successful for somebody, like, high up to tell you that, that's so fucked. Yeah. They're like, you're basically, they're like, you're ugly and you're not going to get roles. That's disgusting. Yeah. So soon after that is when, like, you know, she started losing weight and she started, like, bleaching her hair blonde because she had naturally dark hair, if you okay recall, in the you know, in the yeah. um, Clueless movie. Right. So she was really trying to, like, make that perfect image, it seems like. Yeah. So more pressure was added to Britney's plate when her mother fell ill with breast cancer and she began to care for her in her Hollywood home, um, which randomly was formerly owned by Britney Spears. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and um, there was like reports that um, Britney and her mother had a very close relationship. Um, some people even described it as like odd. Um but okay. that's subjective, of course, you know, like they yeah. grew up and they like moved to L.A. together and like, yeah, I don't know if I didn't have anybody else. I could I feel like I would have a Cling really close relationship. Yeah. 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 And like, I guess there was a, a quote from her mom that said like they they grew up together. So I guess maybe she was a young mom and like it was just mm, the two of okay. them for so many years. I could see that. So I don't like want to be like, oh, that's weird, you know, but some people did think that it was that it was very odd. So when um, Sharon, you know, she came to live with Brittany and in her home in Hollywood, where she was also living with Simon. Um, So the three of them were living together and it seemed like a very toxic environment for like outsiders. Um, 
Simon also began having health issues. Um, he had a heart attack, which later caused him to have violent seizures. So, okay. I, again, Brittany was expected to become another caretaker to another person. Of course. And um, she was just, like, struggling, you know, mentally and everything with all of that. I mean, yeah. How would you not be struggling? Yeah. And she was still trying to, like, you know, have her career blossom and she started just like not getting as many roles and just a lot of different stuff kind of came crashing down on her all at one time so simon her husband was said to be very controlling and manipulative and immediately began isolating britney from her friends and other family Mm -mm. he even went as far as trying to control what role she took on which may be the reason why she wasn't getting as many roles um and he got Britney fired from the last movie she would ever shoot in November of 2009 after he showed up to set intoxicated and acting like a fool, according to LA Weekly. Okay, so just very controlling. Yeah, I think he was just like really jealous too, so. Right. You know, who knows what kind of things he was, you know, demanding on set and all that. Yeah. So, Britney started having some health issues of her own. She was having like trouble breathing and just having like anxiety and just a lot of different things, um, you know, kind of started piling up on her as well. So the three of them, it was just very volatile, very toxic um, and just kind of like sickly and sad and um, depressing, I guess you could say. That makes me so sad. I know. So on December 20th, 2009, at 8 a.m., Brittany Murphy collapsed on the bathroom floor of her home. Her mother found her, called 911. Firefighters attempted to resuscitate Brittany on the scene, but a few a few hours later, around 10 a.m., she was pronounced dead at the Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Brittany was only 32 years old. Oh, that's so young. Yeah. So, the bathroom where she passed was known as her comfort zone. She spent a lot of time there. Um, Simon later recalled how Brittany would spend hours sampling the cosmetics and perfumes that took over her counter space. She would allegedly critically study her body image. Um, She'd sing to herself or she would write bits of poetry in a journal and listen to music. So that was kind of like her safe haven, I feel like. She was probably trying to escape, you know, everything that was going on with her mother and her husband. and Yeah, like that was her like space of self-care and yeah, like her, yeah, her safe space. So naturally, Britney's sudden death and our sudden and unexpected death shocked Hollywood and the nation. Like I remember just being like, what? Like what happened? And I, you know thought the worst of course like i think a lot of people did right Um, and that prompted speculation about her personal life and conspiracy theories about the cause of her death um luckily an autopsy was performed the next day after she passed and according to the los angeles county coroner's office the manner of death was accidental and the cause of death was linked to pneumonia with secondary factors of severe iron deficiency anemia and multiple drug intoxications. Oh, wow. 
So the coroner found a range of over-the-counter and prescription medication in Brittany's system with the most likely reason being to treat a cold or respiratory infection. Okay. These included elevated levels of hydrocodone, acetaminophen, L-methamphetamine, and chlorpheniramine. <laughs> okay. All of which are legal, so. Okay. So, like, cold medicine, basically. Yeah. And, like, I mean, hydrocodone is a pain medicine, acetaminophen, you know, you take yeah. that for fevers and pain. So, she yeah. obviously was sick and was taking all this medication and with, you know, the pneumonia and the anemia, it just wasn't a good combination. Okay. So, as I mentioned before... You know, rumors were flying after the news of Britney's death surfaced and people speculated like drug use or an overdose. Um, yeah. They suspected, you know, eating disorders contributing to her death, which I mean, you know, that unfortunately just comes to the territory of being in Hollywood, especially when you already have rumors like that circulating yeah. about you. Yeah. Um, another theory surfaced around that time as well. And according to the Hollywood Reporter, both Brittany and Simon believed that they were being watched by the U.S. government. Okay. So Brittany reportedly served as a witness for Julia Davis, who was a Homeland Security employee who revealed problems within the, the organization. Oh. There were also reports that the couple believed that there was... Um, black mold in their home and that that what was okay. contributing to all of their ailments which i mean it does make sense yeah no it makes a lot of sense yeah and this leads me to like the oddest and maybe most bizarre fact about this case but on may 23rd 2010 so roughly five six ish months later um Sharon, Brittany's mother, found Simon, her son-in-law, unresponsive in their home, where they both continued to live after Brittany's death. Oh. Simon, who was 40 at the time, was pronounced dead <gasps> after the L.A. Fire Department was called to the residence for, medical, for a medical emergency, according to People magazine. What? It gets weirder. And just like Brittany, a coroner later determined acute pneumonia and severe anemia was the cause of Simon's death. Okay. That definitely makes me think that there was something in the home. Yeah. But the mold theory was later dismissed by the coroner's office after they did investigate the home for mold. Okay. So no mold was found. Could they have been poisoned? We'll get to that too. <laughs> okay. So, according to Simon's mother, Linda Monjack, she told the Daily Mail in 2013 that her son had found, quote-unquote, severe mold in their home prior to his death, saying, quote, All I know is that before Simon's death, he was having hallucinations that things were crawling out of his skin. Oh, no. Brittany's mother, on the other hand thought this theory was absurd and that there was no validity to it. I mean, <laughs> okay. Did Britney's mother poison them? I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> okay. but, people, but, but people do think that. And okay. don't sue us. We are not saying one way or another no. what we think. No. 
So I'm going to backtrack a little here to discuss some of the behavior of Simon and Sharon after Brittany's death. So Simon being her husband, Sharon being her mother. Okay. um, And how many people found it to be rather odd. For starters, as I mentioned, the two continued to live in the home together after Brittany passed. Which, like, I don't know. Maybe that's not, like, super weird because it's, like, a huge mansion. And, like, you know, they could totally um, never see each other. Yeah, I don't find that the weirdest, especially because it was just a couple months. Like, maybe eventually they'd move out, but, like... Yeah. 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 Okay. But they also did a photo shoot after Britney's death, which featured them holding hands and staring into each other's eyes. No. No. Um, And and you can Google that, too, and it's very strange and and, um, unusual. No. They looked more like grieving parents rather than Ooh. a husband and his mother-in-law. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. my God. <sighs> That's creepy. It's very bizarre. And I know everyone mourns differently and, like, there's no right or wrong way to mourn. But that, to me, is not the um, impression or the image that you want to leave in people's minds after no. your daughter and wife basically mysteriously passes away. I mean, doctors even said that, like, if she would have came to the hospital and, like, got treatment just, like, a day or two before, she probably would have survived. Yeah, that's really – like, the photos – I'm assuming you'll post them on Instagram. So Yes, um, I will. <laughs> our listeners can go look at them. But they're, like – it literally looks like they're in a relationship. They're embracing get, one like, another. They are, and, like – some of the photos, I'm like, okay, this could be like a sad, like, mother shoot. <laughs> in law. Yeah, like, well, I don't understand why you would do a photo shoot in the first place, but like you said, everyone grieves differently and they're in the mm-hmm. public eye. So, like, that's a whole different world. But it just, like, there's one of her, like, leaning back on him mm-hmm. and it, it looks like he's her husband. Like, they're romantic, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just really weird. Really, really fucking weird. Yeah. No. 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 You don't do that. No. no. That's weird. No. <laughs> I don't have any other words, just no. I know, it's just weird. It is. It's odd, it's weird, and no. Yeah. So, according to Bustle.com, the pair gave a very strange interview to Larry King in 2010, where they both appeared very unprepared. Sharon conveyed that Brittany told her, quote, Mom, I'm dying. I love you. At some point before her death. Okay. When Larry King pressed for more details, Sharon said, quote, This was about an hour before. But then Simon cut her off and said, No, 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 baby. This was, you've forgotten the time to Sharon. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. It's just very strange Everyone grieves differently. You don't know how you would react in that type of situation. But, like, it seems like they got very close. I'm not calling my in-law baby ever. Yeah. Or my own mother or anybody, really, besides my baby. Yeah. I don't even call Matt baby because it's just weird. (laughs) I sometimes call Robert baby, but I feel like that's what we we do it when we're like, like, oh, are you okay, baby? Yeah, not like... Like, no, baby, that's not what it is. Like, maybe yeah. we did that when we were, like, 17. Like, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> or, like, babe. Like, 
babe. Yeah, babe. Can you grab yeah. me this or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, but no. No. <laughs> just no. Just no. Just no. <laughs> just so many no's. So later, Simon bizarrely told Larry King that he actually didn't want to do an autopsy on Britney's body because, quote, this pristine body, curvy in all the right places, was skin like silk. How could I say, cut it up in front of her mother? Isn't that disgusting? Ew. That is disgusting. This that woman is, is deceased. This is your wife. Like, she's more than just a pristine body. And she's deceased. Yeah. Like, have some respect for the dead. Like, good yeah. grief. No. And lastly, I saved, I saved the best little tidbit of, of this weird whatever the hell was going on between the two of them. Okay. Allegedly, Simon and Sharon also shared a bed after Brittany's death. The same bed that Brittany and Simon shared when she was alive. I'm done. I'm done. There's definitely something weird going on between them. Yeah. No, you don't share a bed. No, you don't with... share a bed. Okay, you don't share a bed with your mother-in-law. You don't share a bed with your mother-in-law after your wife died. You don't share a bed with your mother-in-law after your wife died. That's the same bed you and your wife slept in. Yeah. That's like that was kind of the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me. Like some of the other stuff, okay, I can be like, it's weird. It's it's not my cup of tea, but maybe that's normal for them. But sleeping yeah. together in the same bed, no, no. I mean, that's if you're both like line. really sad and you need comfort, and maybe one night you like fall asleep and you're comforting each other, but like, and then you just keep doing it. <laughs> no, that's really fucking weird. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It is very weird. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what people do, but everything together. How did someone know that? Like, how did that information get out? Were they sharing that with people? Mm. Did someone walk in? Was there maybe a... somebody like paparazzi or something found their way? I don't know, but no. Okay. And they never like came out and like denied this? No. They they deny they did deny that there was any like romantic involvement because there was like rumors about that, um, right. but as far as the rest of the stuff, like no, it was they never denied that. It happened. Well, they put those photos out to the public. <laughs> they chose yeah. they chose to do that photo shoot and put the photos out. So that they did. All right. Yeah. So in January of 2012, so that's a couple of years after um, Brittany passed, Angelo Bertolotti, which is Brittany's father applied to the Superior Court of California requesting that the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office hand over samples of his daughter's hair for independent testing. Oh, so he had suspicions. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. has sus- some suspicions. Um, unfortunately, this the suit was dismissed seven months later. Why? Because Bertoli, Bertoli, Bertolotti failed to attend two separate hearings in the matter idiot yeah but then in november of 2013 he came forward with a toxicology report that allegedly showed that deliberate poisoning by heavy metals and in one report that i read stated specifically rat poison was likely the cause of his daughter's death i could not find any um like factual you know, proof that that toxicology report was, you know, real and, and yeah. whatever. 
So that makes me think that he was just trying to get back at Britney's mom just yeah. for the fact that like he did try to like properly get her hair but then like didn't show up had the and opportunity then later, and dropped the ball yeah. yeah and then later he was just like look i have this toxicology report like yeah i'm i definitely think that that could be the truth but i don't trust that toxicology report from him yeah to be actually saying that or to be a legit toxicology report like how how would he have tested anything if he exactly how would he have gotten a sample of her hair or whatever was needed to do that toxicology report unless somebody from the police department gave it to him without like proper protocol yeah Yeah. like there's no way he could have just gotten that yeah well sharon came forward which is the mother and she described that the claim was a smear campaign against her so basically what you're saying is what she believed too but a lot of people believe that she had something to do with all of this, but nothing has ever been proven. I'm definitely so, in that boat that she had something to do too with Too big it. of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that just from that toxicology report from Brittany's dad, it just sucks that he didn't do it properly. Yeah. I know. So... Just to end on a kind of um, spooky, creepy note, I guess we could Uh say. Um, So as I mentioned, Britney Spears lived in the home prior to Britney Murphy buying the home. And she allegedly um, came forward and said that there was, I guess, demonic spirits living in the home. And that she had experienced... A lot of like odd things while she lived there okay and simon even said that like basically the whole time he lived there with Brittany murphy she hated living there she would beg him daily to go um rent a room at the what was it the um what's the big fancy in like bel-air or something the like the I don't know. I'm bad at. I'm wanting to say Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Hotel, but that's not it because that's not um, not the Cecil, right? No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> like a I'm fancy trying to look hotel. it up really quick and see if I can find it because I had it pulled up and then the Beverly Hills Hotel. Ah, yes, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah, I've been so there. he, so she like hated living in this house. They had okay. actually planned to move, like shortly after like her death or whatever um or they had planned to move you know in that time frame and then she unfortunately passed but um she hated being home and when she was home like she spent all of her time in the bathroom and then um like i said britney spears had like a lot of um interesting experiences in the home as well so um it's believed that there's some some stuff going on in there yeah I definitely think that her death was not just from her cold. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I you're, could see her alone. mom being involved. Um, again, all alleged, alleged, and I'm not, like, accusing anyone of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just the fact that Brittany and Simon died from very similar circumstances... And 
her mom, who was living in the same house, was completely fine. Yeah. Like, aside from, like, her cancer and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. Yeah. But, like, didn't have any of those similar, you know, ailments. symptoms. Yeah. Ailments. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what if her mom, and this is totally just, like, me spinning, but what if her mom and Simon were in some sort of weird relationship and Brittany didn't like it, so her mom started poisoning her to get rid of her and then simon later felt guilty about it and the mom got mad and like started poisoning him or something yeah (laughs) like i mean it's it's definitely a huge coincidence that they both you know died of the same circumstances i mean when does that happen and it's like Brittany, you know she was very frail she was very small um Mm -hmm. And he's, like, this big, huge guy. Like, he's, like, you know, six foot or whatever. Like, probably, what, 250? Right, Maybe yeah. even more. Yeah. Um, and for him to, like, die. I mean, obviously, anyone can, can pass away from pneumonia. But, like, anemia? Like, that just strikes me as so odd. Yeah. No, that's really I weird. I wonder if there's a specific poison that can, like, make anemia a bigger know. issue. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. And I guess we'll that never know. That was a know. crazy story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will I will definitely post the, the weird, you know, Simon and Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Those are so Whatever weird. pictures. And of course, pictures of the beautiful Brittany Murphy with her big old brown eyes. She was so pretty. Yeah. Um, and it's just wow. such a sad story. And I just, I don't, I, you know, I, this is not the typical case that I like to cover. Um. Just because, you know, it's it's clothes and it's Hollywood and we've all heard it and, you know, whatever. Um, but it's it's such an interesting case with so many different, like, little twists and turns. And I... Yeah. And then, of course, when we have someone recommend a case to us, like, most yeah. of the time we have, to, we have to at least try to cover it. So, but, yeah, I'll post updates or not updates. I'll post pictures and, and some information on... Our Instagram and our Facebook. Our Insta- our, our Facebook is actually just Inhuman Podcast. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. I, like, looked at it the other day and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> We're well, people like, are still finding there? us. Yes, they are. And thank you for following us on yeah. Facebook. Because I feel like Facebook is so obsolete now. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it, though, because, like, we have conversations with people about cases on there. Yeah. So definitely go follow us on Facebook at Inhuman Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Inhuman underscore podcast. Um, And I'll be, you know, posting all the things for Brittany Murphy. Um, But yeah, aside from that. I just looked it up and there was there's a the HBO Max documentary about Brittany Murphy, which is probably why people are requesting it, because I think it recently came out. So I heard that that pulls in one direction really hardcore so just okay be aware go go in it yeah i i was like i'm not gonna watch it for that reason yeah um because i was trying to find a a documentary a documentary that was about her it seems like it's more of like a story instead of just like documentary facts yeah yeah i think that's Um, what it is but But i'm sure it would be interesting yeah it stars lily reinhardt and i love her um So I'm definitely going to watch it just to see. You should watch it now, too. Like, now that you've done all the research, you should, yeah. like, 
watch it. I mean, that's the thing about, like, documentaries about any case, and we've said this time and time again, but, like, you can watch a documentary and it can pull so hard in one direction. Yeah. And then you, after you're done watching it, you can be like, oh, yeah, definitely. And then you, like, research facts and you're like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I think we're in the mindset now, though, where we're, like, even a documentary, like, we, we watch it very... Um, objectively is that the yeah, right word objectively yeah. yeah that's the right word i was like subjectively objectively. <laughs> no objectively. it's objectively <laughs> yeah that's a so good point we know but yeah i think i'm gonna go watch that documentary and i'll be aware that it sways one <laughs> way but um but i'm i'm like interested now this was such a good deep dive like yeah. you did such a good job covering Thanks. it this is such a good story i mean as heartbreaking as it is i was like this is such a good story. Yeah, it is. It's such an interesting story. And I'm sure I left out details that people are going to be like, did you know this? Did you know that? Just because it's one of those cases where people get really invested into. But I did try to stay as factual as I possibly could because there are tons of rumors and I could have really like deep dove town. Right. The rumor rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to keep it factual. (laughs) Yeah. And especially with something like this, that there's so much speculation and so much unknown. It's so easy to like fall into those holes. And some, you know, one of them might be true, but you also have to like think about it from both sides. That's what's kind of like, it's it's kind of a catch-22, I guess, with these kind of cases because there's so much information. So you actually like get to really do good research and find out a lot of information but then you gotta kind of have you kind of have to like weed through what's real and factual and what's like speculatory because there's a lot of that yeah definitely but you did a really good job this is a really good episode good job thanks i mean you always do good but you know what i mean This, this was very interesting like it was it was um it was obviously like a heavy case because someone lost their life, but it wasn't like a murder or a missing yeah. person. And cause I feel like those can be super heavy and like weigh on you. Yeah. Um, and there's like, I guess kind of closure to, you know, unfortunately yeah. like her case and stuff. So it's a little different. It's not, nobody was inhuman. Um, <laughs> very true. <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good, uh, that's we're, we're doing well this week then because my case for Thursday is also has a happy ending. So oh, good. Look yeah. at us a lighter well, week that, for you guys. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed the information that I fed to you today and until Thursday, keep it human. Bye.